Hey, here is Natalia, and you're listening to another episode of my podcast, where we continue talking about native life fluency. In addition to the longer episodes that I have in my podcast, I decided to share some random thoughts that I have. They're not less important than the long and structured messages that I have for you, but they're slightly different. They're always spontaneous, and I myself practice spontaneous speaking skills when I record these messages for you. I record them on a whim, most often. And most often they're inspired by my students, but by what they say, by how they learn, and by what they achieve. So these are not entirely random messages. They're always relevant, because this is my work experience, And these are the thoughts and the ideas that help me grow in my work and that help other students learn. So from now on, you can enjoy shorter episodes on my podcast. You can listen to a, vo to a voice message from me while taking a morning walk, walking your dog, or doing your laundry. I don't really know how you like to listen to information, how you listen to audiobooks, podcasts, or audio messages from people. I personally like to be on the move when I listen to audiobooks and podcasts. I can't sit still and listen. If you want to discuss the podcast, make sure you join the community of practice where you can see all the show notes, all the links that I mentioned, and where you can join the conversation. There are some thoughts that I wanted to share with you. I'm looking at the cover of a new book, Business Writing for Innovators and Changemakers. The book is mine now. I open the contents and I see promising chapters. Everyday emails, web writing, blog posts, pitch decks. That's what I need. I need to craft a few compelling pitch decks. One-pagers, white papers, grant applications and proposals. Sounds very structured. And if I click on any chapter, let's say I click on pitch decks because that's what I need the most. The first thing that I see is a story. <laughs> I don't see the structure. I don't see... A template, I don't see instructions, I see a story, I see a set of questions, which are supposed to take me on a self-reflection journey. I see, I don't even see examples, I see recommendations. I see some data, some statistics, and there's this page which says where to find examples of su successful pitch decks. There's a checklist for a pitch deck. And that's it. That's the end of the chapter. The chapter is supposed to make you think. And to understand whether the, this information is valuable or useless, I, I need to spend some time with it. I need to scan the information. I need to look at the questions to understand if it's helpful or not. But what I'm realizing is that so many people are looking for a map. And so many people are making so much money being a map maker. They create maps for everybody, assuming that everybody is the same. And these map makers make a fortune because they, <laughs> you know, they sell tickets to a specific destination and they say, here you go, here's your ticket, here's your map. Now you're on your own with your map and you know how to get to that place because you have a map, right, don't you? And not everybody reads maps the same way. For example... I, every day, 
the more I work with people, the more I understand how differently people think. I am very, very good at abstract thinking. And so many people are just not good at it. Not because they're not good at thinking, but because they visualize concepts differently, because they structure information differently, and because they filter information differently, which means that it's impossible to give everyone the same map, assuming that everyone is going to hit the same milestone at the same time. Everybody will move at their pace, and everybody will understand what a milestone is very, very differently. This is why I don't create mind maps. <laughs> Not mind maps, I'm sorry. I do create mind maps. I don't create maps for everybody to follow. I create structures. I create exercises that are very creative and adaptable. And I don't create templates and instructions that you must follow no matter what. You, the system needs to be flexible for everybody to find room for their own creativity and for, for their own personality and the process because what's detrimental is when you take a map or you try to follow a process which is suggested by an expert or by a coach and you understand that it contradicts who you are and there is no room for your authentic self in this process basically to follow this process you have to change who you are and this is why it doesn't work. And this is why so many online courses don't work, just because people learn differently. I still haven't figured out how to solve this problem because I understand that there is no one perfect product for everybody and there is no one-size approach for every human being. There's only one approach that works 100% with everyone and it is a burning desire to learn. And this desire is strong enough. A person tries many, many things to figure out what actually works for them. This is how I came to understand what works for me when it comes to fitness, what works to me when it comes to nutrition, what works for me when it comes to learning to draw, what works for me when it comes to learning any new non-trivial skill, and what works for me when it comes to feeling stuck. It's important to understand that it's a, it's a journey that a person needs to take individually, but at the same time, a person needs to feel supported on this journey. So when you grab another business writing book, or when you open another book on public speaking advice for non-native speakers or for, non or for native speakers, don't get instantly disappointed when you don't see concrete templates or examples or structures, because most probably it's not what you need. You don't really need somebody else's templates and instructions. You can use them as inspiration so that your own thought process can begin in their wanted direction. But you don't really need them to become the foundation for your own thought process. You just need an example. And you're probably going to do it your own way. You're probably going to walk a different path and maybe arrive at the same destination that we look at on the map but using a different route. And there's nothing wrong with this. And I wish more people understood this and I wish more educators communicated this message. There's nothing wrong with you if you learn differently, if you perceive information differently. But the number one skill that we need to work on when we work on our learning skills is how we process information. The only reason people are 
ready to buy those maps and the only reason people consume such information so eagerly is that they don't really have filters they don't really know how to how to tell useless information from useful information how to tell valuable information from irrelevant information they see a template and they're ready to squeeze themselves in that template instead of actually trying to filter information first will it even work for me and to understand if it's going to work for you you need to learn a lot about yourself you need to understand yourself first and i understand how frustrating it is and how difficult it is for people to work with books like this for example they want to write better they want to write better at work so of course they will, they're going to grab this book because the title is so telling business writing for innovators and change makers the contents looks appealing okay it looks exactly like what i need they're going to grab this book, but once they op op open the chapter that they think they need, they're going to get frustrated. Like, how am I going to use this information? Why is there no template? Like, show me. Don't tell me about writing well. Show me how I should write well. And the only solution, possible solution here, is human caring feedback. You actually need to use the information to write something, to produce something, and then receive feedback from a human uh, ideally from a human who wrote this book, who put these pieces of advice together. And this is how you learn. You learn by doing, you learn by practicing, you learn by doing it again, you learn by applying the feedback and doing this again. But when you open the book like this, you get disappointed because, yeah, that's interesting, that's good advice, but I don't really know what to do with this and I don't feel inspired to write anything like what do I do with this I probably just close it yeah the checklist looks cool but how's it going to help me in everyday writing how's it going to help me to write the product description for my website how's it going to help me to write my professional biography for my own website how's it going to help me introduce myself and in writing to new clients you don't have the time you know to read all this advice when you have to send an email or write copy for your website you just have to sit and write it and then you need to get feedback and write it better and make sure that native speakers who you're writing this for will understand the message and will buy your product that's what is needed and i don't see how it can be done how it's possible without feedback without human feedback that's why i always give feedback and because i understand how difficult it is for people to work with books like this i organize grammar calls if you are someone who wants to write better, if you are someone who wants to speak better spontaneously, and when I say write better, I also mean write better without having to spend 20 hours thinking about what to write and editing what you have written. When you just sit down and write an email and then you click send. To do this, you need to, do, you need to read a lot and you need to practice a lot. And if you're someone who wants to apply everything you know in spontaneous speaking skill, in spontaneous speech, then you need to understand the nuances of grammar and style. Because grammar books written by native speakers, they're not really grammar books where you, everything you're going to read is just rules. No, there is a lot of information on style there. Style, context, syntax, everything that's going to help you write and speak better spontaneously. Because you are able to implement this advice spontaneously when you understand it. Not when you memorize it, but when you understand it. 
And that's what we're trying to achieve during those grammar calls. This is what I want the community members to know. They're not alone with this information. And if you're someone who also feels disappointed when you open a book like this, you have to know that you just need help. I've worked with this bo- with these books enough to be able to help you figure them out. Someone who opens them for the first time gets lost and frustrated and doesn't really know what to do with them. That's why we open the book, the book. We open the chapter that we need to work on and we navigate it together so that you understand what you never understood about grammar. You understand how native speakers filter information, how they receive information when you speak, and how you need to change the way you speak so that they can receive the information that you're trying to communicate in the clearest manner, so that there is no, just like, so that the information doesn't get changed in the process or along the way. Once you become an intermediate level student, once you achieve that level, you have to stop doing what you used to do. You have to reverse the process of learning the language. It's not enough to work with those textbooks and memorize words and work with flashcards and um, listen to your teacher and, and do the homework from English file or other textbooks. It's not enough to do such things. It's not relevant anymore. Now you have to... You have to take on a different perspective. You have to learn to take on a pers- the perspective of native speakers. And you have to start working on developing your cognitive skills in a foreign language if you really want to move on and if you're interested in native-like fluency. No textbook in the world for... No ESL textbook in the world. ESL stands for English as a Second Language. Focuses on helping people develop cognitive abilities in a foreign language. They prepare you for a test. If you're someone who needs to get ready for a test and take the test and pass the test, go ahead and do that. There's nothing wrong with that. I hate tests. I hate exams. I don't think they're helping you improve. Well, I'm convinced they're not helping you improve your English skills. They're helping you to prove the level that you already have. I'm not interested in certificates. I'm interested in practical solutions. <laughs> I'm interested in getting clients. I'm interested in uh, drafting correct agreements. I'm interested in better relationships. I'm interested in valuable partnerships. I'm interested in selling things on a global level. And I'm interested in uh, building relationships with investors. That's what I care about. And if you're someone who is on a global team, you probably need the same. That's why you probably need grammar. So I want to encourage you to start looking at grammar from a different angle. And I want to let you know that it's very, very possible to understand grammar. And you're not supposed to do this alone. That's why feel free to join our sessions, become a member, and let's do it together. Because it definitely works. And if you are a member and you cannot attend a session, a grammar call, You'll find the replay in the session in the section grammar in our community of practice.